Welcome to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas, here's your host, Tim Wilkins. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. It's been a minute. It's been a hot, fun minute, and I hope everyone's having a great summer, a uh, great 4th of July. I'm joined by the co-host of co-hosts, Chris joining me again. Uh, I think we both can say I hope everyone had a great 4th of July holiday and celebrated in true American fashion of drinking other, other, any other beer other than Bud Light and... Uh, not spending your money at Target or any other uh, woke companies this 4th of July and this summer. But today's topic, I'll be remiss to talk about this, was the most recent, I would say, what do you want to call it, Chris? A, a, a spandemonium. I, I think I saw murder on live television of one person's campaign. We're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, the cool, awesome Tucker Carlson I don't, I don't even, what do you want to call it, Chris? A, a yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I think in general, the, you know, the event, obviously a huge props to, to the blaze and Glenn Beck for, for even putting on a, a forum like that, having all the, having all the major candidates, uh, participate, um, you know, but yeah, for sure. We can discuss. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, get into it by candidate by candidate. That's for sure. Cause I know I'm joking and makingly sound like it, there was a horrific event, but there was, uh on on this in a horrific event i mean sarcastically because in all seriousness uh tucker carlson did a hell of a job on this uh this forum and i also i did watch all nine hours of the blaze coverage and uh they did a pretty nice job and it actually took me a while to kind of watch everything back after it happened and uh i was glad i did i, I watched a lot of the the back and forth steve dace just needs to look like Ken bone somewhere else. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> with all jokes aside, man, um, for all intents and purposes to the listeners out there, this forum was hosted by Tucker Carlson amongst all the candidates besides Donald Trump, who decided not to attend this, uh, event due to, uh, I'll be remiss to say, Chris, that, um, the former president did not enjoy the, uh, the, event organizer uh taking a endorsement of the of ron desantis and kim reynolds not coming out in uh endorsing of him so and i listen there, there's also a story that's been posted about that as well and, and there's also the fact that the trump said listen i have a previous engagement that was scheduled six months ago so People bribe more into it than what I think, but at the same time, for the former president not to be here, um, I think he missed out on an opportunity here. But I, 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 I think, and I think he he was he's always one of those guys that can take uh, a real situation and, and turn it into a positive one. And uh, I think he missed out here. I, I'm not saying that you know this won't happen. He he did have a. At the time of this recording, he did have a town hall with Hannity, which 
uh, you know, whatever you want to think about. To me, it's a softball, and um, and and I, I, I nothing personal with Sean Hannity, but it's a softball style, and I I'd rather have him against a confrontational style of Tucker Carlson, even though because as people have written, Chris, and I think we could talk about this, that there's there has been things written that Tucker Carlson does not enjoy Donald Trump. But I'd be remiss after watching this, Chris, that I believe Tucker Carlson did all of Donald Trump's work for him today. So I agree. No, uh, I, I I completely agree. I, I think it wasn't. When I when I read that he wouldn't be attending, I, I thought it was a I, I thought it was a miss to be honest with you. Um, you know, when, when, and it, again, we can, we can, we can, uh, we can, we can pick, you know, we can pick and prod and say like, oh, you know, how would the interview have gone? You know, would, you know, would, would Trump have filibustered it a little bit? How, how tough would the questions have been? Tucker, I mean, we, we won't know that obviously, but I, I well, do what, agree. Well, I, well, I think, I think Chris, we can get into it here. And, and by the way, Tucker Carlson was his usual jovial self. That's for damn sure on this situation, made fun of himself uh, in more so like a Conan O'Brien style uh, type monologue at the very beginning. But Tim Scott went first and nothing against Tim Scott, but I believe there were some things that were missed. He did miss out on the Ukraine situation on that question, which by the way, the reason why it's a big important issue is that the Joe Biden administration called up and mobilized 3000 reserve units. Um, and, and that was a big talking point for that particular day on Friday. But Tim Scott, every time he would try to answer a question, Chris, I I'm, I was kind of taken aback by the him getting up out of the chair instead of, it was supposed to be more like a one-on-one -on -one type of deal. And instead, he was kind of doing like a monologue to the crowd, and it—I think it missed the beat a little bit. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I mean, I, and I'll and I'll I'll be Tim. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> when it came to, uh, I, I I glossed a little bit over Tim Scott and Nikki Haley. Um, those are the ones I—I I don't know. I wasn't super interested in because I I just see them. I I just see them as kind of your run of the mill Republicans. Like they're not. They they just don't they don't interest me to be honest with you. I'll admit I uh, I I didn't spend hardly any well, time watching well, I, their form. I, I I'll be remiss. I'll be kind of candidly honest here. The reason why I want to see Tim Scott and see what he can do is can he pivot away from a stump speech? Because that's I hate to say this, but every interview and every single situation I've talked to him, it, it's so stumpish. It's so prepared in a sense where it's i understand his story like most of us political nerds have 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 listened to his story many many times over and have no problem with the man personally i have no issue with him as a person as a man as a senator i do have a problem with the fact that he cannot think on his feet in an interview and he almost didn't have an answer a couple times with Tucker. And then he, I think he closed out that situation that the interview with Tucker very well. But I think you're right in a sense where he does sound like run of the mill Republican. And yeah. I was looking for something to see if, and the reason why I watched it was I was looking to see if he's going to 
say something that's unique, you know, that I haven't heard before. And I didn't hear any of that. And then I just watched a, a man get almost murdered on, on, on YouTube by watching the good old Asa Hutchinson just Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jesus. What, I, I, what, I mean, what, holy. What, uh, uh, I mean, oh. and by the way, Tucker is a savage, by the way. I mean, I, I give Tucker Carlson a lot of juice here, but he really did stick stick it right to him. He, he didn't yeah. waste any time either. I mean, seriously. He, didn't, he was like, oh, he didn't softball him up and warm him up. Like, he yeah. fucking just <laughs> clubber laid his ass. Fucking point. And he. On the screen. <laughs> You know, like he he's been, but he's been calling out like let's use Asa Asa Hutchinson as an example. He's been calling him out for 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 a year plus about the whole about about uh, vetoing that bill. Yeah, so this, a lot a lot of these a lot of these conversations. You know, this was all stuff that he had already called these. You know, even when he was when he was still on on, on Fox News Channel, he was already calling these guys out for their right. guys and girls out for their you know their some of their stances previously and now he just had the ability to do it in a form where he's not you know controlled well, he, tried to, he tried to get asa to answer the damn question i mean he was trying he he literally gave him like six I th- what was it like six opportunities to answer the question yeah and I, I, i'll admit he was, was a, he was another one he was sorry damn i mean he, yeah, he was ahead. another one he was another one i just didn't i i i, I saw some clips of it and i that that did it for me. I'm well, like, I, I don't mean, really Tucker, like Tucker, Tucker opened up with a damn. I mean, see, most of these guys, when you watch political commentary and interviews and stuff, and, and they kind of give you a softball to warm you up, and then they hit you with some hard shit. Nah, yep. Tucker Carlson just fucking just clubber langed him right in the mouth. And just, and of course, I knew it was coming, but the way, okay, the reason why I thought maybe he was going to go. This is why I like Tucker. Is you really don't know what you're gonna ever get. You really don't, and it's it's awesome. Yeah. It really it really is because I thought he's gonna go post up on this Ukraine issue all day, which he, he was going to. He did it on the other interviews as well, but just not as you know. He didn't you know open up with it. But you the Ukraine issue, I thought okay maybe he's gonna yeah, no no he just went after the issue that he knows he needs to get an answer out of, and. Asa, holy shit, man! Why are you running for president? <laughs> I mean, holy crap! Yeah, I mean, all um, because because a lot of it's because of the donors. I mean, we, you know, we have, we've got quite a bit of ground now. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll lo- talk a, about we'll talk a about lot of these, the Santamonius here later. Yeah. A lot, a lot of these guys who are one or two percent losers. Well, I, I mean, just, Ron, Ron DeSantis is a ten percenter, but he ain't going to be ten percenter for long. I tell you, he, he, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit later here because we're going. I'm trying to go, by the way, for everyone listening at home, I'm trying to go in order in which they appeared so that everyone can watch the train wreck as they watch the Blaze TV coverage on YouTube, can understand the commentary if they want to, and the semantics that I'm about to go through here because it is by far the most okay. It, and I'm pretty sure I understand the order here. It went Mike Pence, right? It went Mike Pence next, right? I understand. Yeah, I went Mike uh, Pence next. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly next. sure the full order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went, it went Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis. That's the the order it went. Um, but yeah, I went Mike Pence after the uh, the potential murder of someone's camp political campaign. 
uh, with Mike Pence, which, by the way, he also didn't do very favorably in the eyes of many conservatives because he can't really answer the day old question about li- you know religious liberty and he came across as caring more about the ukrainians than the american people and yeah well he, he and, said and, it not much he said it <laughs> he 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 blatantly man if i can push out a minute in a second and when that happened that interview i was like my jaw dropped. I said, I don't think I've ever heard a politician just blatantly fucking say that kind of shit before an interview. And then I go to myself, Donald Trump used to say some shit that I, I believe my jaw dropped a couple times, but not like that. <laughs> so um, Pence is going to remain in the gutter as he rightfully should belong in the history of all conservatism. Um, which someone really brought up a very key point in that Blaze coverage about Pence. He had an issue with the religious right and the independence of, you know, the right to, and he had an issue in Indiana and it caught him down the road in his political career there. But it was something to bring me bring back to life here is that Mike Pence tried to justify January 6th and or not justify but like justify his actions on that day of certifying the election and many 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 conservatives chris just can't look him in the face it's hard and i understand his interpretation i understand what he was trying to say and what his interpretation of his constitutional duty is but there's many others that have a different viewpoint of it that are educated in the constitutional law that said you do have the right to kick it back to the states and ask them to take a look at these irregularities. And I think it, it was a tough boat to row for him, but I, I just couldn't. The man, the man ain't going to get more than 5%, let's be honest. And, and I, I wish him all of him and the best of luck. The future endeavors, but um, as good old Mr. John Laurinaitis would say in the WWE, um, wish you the best of all luck and endeavors. But yeah, he he won't he will not pull above five percent in Iowa or anywhere else in the country. Um, and and I listen. I wish him, like I said, I wish him best of luck. But uh, he's his his political career is over. Uh, he needs to understand that. Um, Tough to tough for him to understand, I guess. But Nikki Haley is another one, and not to the seg, you know, segue into this, but her political career didn't even start on the presidential scene. Because I'll tell you this right now, she sounds so much out of touch on the everyday issues of the conservatives. On the Chris, I, I don't understand why she's running for office either. I mean, maybe the only thing I can think of she's transitioning herself. Um, yeah, uh, she kind of these, you know, like talk, talk, talks about them. Um, you know, these politicians that know how to uh, how to position themselves. You know, and especially when people talking to Trump, how they they know how to like he he, he like he did that scaling uh, monologue about Mike Pompeo, where they they know that you know they they thwart the uh, the agenda 
but they know a way how to uh, how to flatter President Trump. And I think that someone like her is is another example of somebody who dwarfs the agenda, the American First agenda, but also. Well, I, I, I kind of understand your point, man. I, I do. But I, I don't see how she falls in inside the administration if Trump wins again. I think she, number one, gave up on the administration not even halfway through when she was given, you know, she was the head of the U.N. on the U.S. side. And she gave up on the administration halfway through. I, I would. I really would like to see what she could have done, maybe during the COVID crisis, um, and the possibility of of those things. And unfortunately, she took her ball and went home. She said family, which is, is a. I'm not saying it's a wrong cause to fight. It's the fact that uh, she probably went home because she didn't like the positions she got put in. Let's let's be honest and. She now wants to get what what type of position does she want? Does she want Secretary of State? I mean, what what she might be vying for, Chris? I mean, what Secretary of Interior? I mean, what what exactly is is her best position? I mean, she okay. Guess what? She's uh, affirmative action is no longer a part of the puzzle, so I can't just do exactly. a, a crazy hire. So I mean, like, what what exactly does a job that should I give her? I mean, she's not. She's a she's a I hate to say it. She's she's a yeah, she's yeah. a rhino. She's a yeah. she's a rhino, and Honestly, and, and that's the that's the worst Tim, part about it. We can just we can just gloss over these folks. Let's get let's get to the you know. Let, let, well, as, I mean, as, listen, I'm trying Mar- to give I'm trying to give the viewers a little bit of a tease here before we get as, to the good stuff. As, as Mark Levin says, let's you know these are the bad pictures. Let's let's move on to the, the ones. <laughs> listen, two, got, listen, I got some time to fill here. Okay, they were fillers. Okay, give me a break here. You're going to bust my stone. Dang. Okay. Listen, the next one, guys, everyone, I think it needs to be, and I'll, I'll do a little bit of monologue about this next individual, It is Vivek Ramaswamy. And Vivek, I'm sorry, Vivek Ramaswamy. I, I, I've, I've learned how to pronounce his, na- pronounce his name correctly, thanks to many people. Um, I, I was emphatically impressed by this young man. Um, and the reason being, I, I, I call him a young man, Chris, he's our age. He's a little bit older than us by like, like maybe less than five years. And he is the reason why I think it struck home. And this is where I, I really is. Ex- I'm excited about his campaign now in, in a sense is the man talked to a lot of values that hit home for us millennials that a lot of politicians have not hit or even come close to glossing over. And it's I'm talking about if you guys watch, go back and listen to it. He talks about people walking through a forest and having no purpose. That is the millennial generation right now. And and, and it's a, it's a very strong pervasive argument, but it's true. There's a lot of things. A lot of millennials are going through right now that, you know, there's, there's things that unfortunately we need to figure out here soon. (laughs) We all have purpose. We all have a sense of duty and purpose. We're trying to find it. That's the problem. And I think Vivek did a hell of a job communicating that. Um, he was also a great communicator on some of the things. Uh, we all know him to be um, obviously a supporter of the American First agenda, but he was also 
putting that those policies in a very poly. He sounded, dude. I'll, I'll I'll give this comparison. Someone told me this morning. Vivek sounded like a more polished and well mannered Donald Trump. Absolutely. And I looked at I looked at the guy when he said it to me. I said, I don't disagree with you, but I I I, I we got to see a path for Mister Vivek and, and see a Ramaswamy and see see where he can kind of guide through this process. I I'm very I'm not surprised at the fact that he's polling higher uh, than. You know, I think he's in double digits in some states, early states. I'm not surprised by that. His message resonates with people. And I, I think he, in my personal view, was the winner of this forum. Absolutely. Um, and, and I, I, I know I understand. Listen, uh, a lot of, a lot of listeners in the world that find this podcast might go, Hey, he's a, he's a homer. He's a guy that, you know, he likes this guy. Listen, I'm a Trumper. There's no question about where my loyalties stand here. But when you hear a guy communicate effectively, mind you, Chris, like unlike most of these career politicians, you kind of have to sit down and listen to it and and, and to see where he's going to go with it. And how do you how do you follow his his speech is actually a great road. It's a very it's a good speech. It's a good listening back and forth with Tucker, which, by the way, many Fox viewers have actually know of him because Tucker, he's been on Tucker's show numerous times. Yeah. I, I, I think and that's where I was, became familiar with him. Yeah, I think that's where I, I came. I became familiar with him when he was on Fox, Fox and Friends in the morning. And and then he went on Tucker and I would see him on Tucker. But to me, he he's a he's a really good communicator. And I, I really do wish. He he continues to perform well going into these primaries. I hope he does well in the debate. I hope he gets invited. I, I hope he does. Um, I think he can seriously bang the drum pretty good on some of these other guys and and do well. He has a little bit of. Uh, I thought about it and I was like, he, he almost reminds me a little bit. And this is obviously you know someone on the left, but he also he kind of reminds me or has that same like appeal that like an Andrew Yang has. You know, I, I disagree with that, but I understand your point. He's young. He's young. I mean, I guess the biggest thing is he's young. I think that's something. Oh, young. Yeah, the youth, the youth side of it. I think the difference. I think but again, I'm, I'm saying their 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 values are completely different. Like, yeah, I'm course, not yeah. talking like their values, but in terms of like this guy is an outsider. He's yeah. he's he's like he's a Trump. That's a biotech guy, by the way. But he also, but he also, he he's not. He's he understands. He understands, you know, what ESG and and CRT and all these things have done to big business. He understand he understands, you know, he, he's one of the only ones that had called out the whole, you know, the whole uh, January sixth, uh, you know, committee and, and all and and and, and uh, like he's he's the only one who's who's got some he's got some you know I don't want to compare everything to Trump, you know Trump as the litmus test for every candidate, but he's the only one who is. Has has a certain level of an apologeticness that that uh, that you see out of, out of a Trump compared to all the other you know milk toast candidates. Well, that's where I, I, I'm speaking of milk toast. We're going to go to the next one here in a second. Uh, he's the biggest piece of milk toast, um, and I I don't care what any conservative says. I am not voting for Ron DeSantis. Um, I'm just not doing it. Um, just can't. This is not based based on watching that performance that he gave at this forum. 
Mark Levin came out and supported him after this. I said, I just lost like an ounce of dignity for Mark Levin here because listening to him talk and and I said, okay, let's, let's take a fucking row of the boat back here. Ramaswamy, in my opinion, has a, a very high ceiling here. And I think Ramaswamy has an opportunity if done productively can beat DeSantis in some of these early states. And, and I, I think Iowa is probably that one. Um, New Hampshire, eh. But by the way, before we go forward here, everybody really doesn't seem to get this part, but Iowa does not, does not, over the last 30 years of doing the caucus, Trump didn't win this state. Iowa did not, he did not win Iowa. Cruz won Iowa. Yeah. So let, let's get this out of the fucking the, the, the home run here. Trump could be up nationally all he wants. But I think seriously, if you look at him, you cannot include Iowa in the big scheme of things because Iowa is not like any other state. So I, I, Iowa, in a lot of ways, gets way too much. Well, dude, it does it in the most unorthodox way. It does their, 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 their presidential uh, primary. Completely different than any other state in the country, which yeah, that's why it, it gets, that's as, why it gets a notoriety. It does exactly, but at some point it becomes a little bit too like okay, it's Iowa. Like it, but a lot of those guys, just, a lot of these candidates use Iowa as a juice point, and I call it juice, but it, it's a it's a like a, a, a launching point to continued success. Yeah. Like so, Ron DeSant, they're not Ron uh, Santorum, Rick Santorum, yeah, you know, Howard Dean, y'all, um, you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of different scenarios here. And I, I before I open up with this, going into the Santimonious here, I'm taken aback by the fact that on my Twitter feed, Chris, and I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot more DeSantis people or team DeSantis people on my Twitter feed that were once Trump supporters. And now they are now become team DeSantis. And they're not just talking about how good Ron DeSantis is. He's they're bashing the former president. And I said, I guess we're going to have the Janet Jackson situation now, aren't we? What have you done for me lately? And the fact of the matter is this, ladies and gentlemen, the former president of the United States is up by 36 points. 36, count them. 36, up nationally. By 31, as of this time. By the way, he's about to be indicted again (laughs) within probably days of this recording. That man's going to get another 10-point bump if you indict him again. Listen, by the time he gets to the point of the general election, he is going to have 91% of the party supporting him because he's probably going to be indicted in Georgia too. So make that an extra 10 points. So my point exactly to every single person is, how do you beat David versus Goliath? How do you beat David? How do you beat the Goliath? How do you beat the man? You don't, ladies and gentlemen. You have to run a parallel campaign that does not touch or even talk about Donald Trump because he reminds you sometimes, Donald Trump does anyway, reminds me a lot of a person that, it's not a narcissist. It's close to it, but very, very close. It's a person. It's an 
it's they want all the attention all the time. And if you don't give them the attention, it's like having a child. You don't give them the they go cry. And then when you don't give them any attention while they're crying, they just stop crying by themselves. It's a very, very pat. This is a very good thing to happen here. But what I'm getting at is the Santas outraised. I think Chris, you saw the facts too here. The the Santas campaign raised $22 million in the first six weeks of the campaign. $22 million. Good good haul, right? You would think. Donald Trump raised 17 point like 17 and a half million dollars. And in the last few days, the Ron DeSantis campaign has laid off 15 staffers. What the difference between Donald Trump and the DeSantis campaign is the honeymoon season's over with Ron DeSantis. All that big whale money is what was dropped in that first six weeks. Donald Trump still has donors on the average. I think what, what Chris, do you remember what the number was on the average donation amount was, or even the, it, it was, it was, I think it was, it's, still it was small, small donors, it's all, right? it's all small donors. Yeah. And it's, it's still significantly small donors and it's he's still doing I think it's $25 or $25. I think, I think it's less than five. I think it's less than 500 bucks is what they were saying. Yeah. And the average, the average donation, which by the way, that's still, you know, if you're donating 500 bucks to a presidential campaign, kudos to you. I, I would like to eat sometimes, so I, I don't do that. So, Chris, we're gonna so let's get into this with Ron DeSantis. I, I, I was, I was taken aback by the fact that his delivery—he sounded like he was either geared up on some adrenaline, or he sounded like he was on Adderall, or he had some kind of complex because he kept spinning the damn microphone. He got distracted. I got distracted as a viewer watching him with a fucking microphone. It was terrible. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't watch all of, of DeSantis's uh, forum with Tucker. I watched. I, I would say I watched about seventy five percent of it. I, I don't know. With 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 with, with DeSantis, it's just he struggles. He struggles with being. And when he says, and 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 if you think about it, Trump is right, he calls Ron DeSantis. He 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 definitely struggles from the sense of being. He has almost, a he has, he, he has a connection problem, Chris. That's just he what just, it is. He he yeah, he, he's not he's not very he lacks charisma. That's he. he that, that, that's what I was getting at, man. He just yeah. lacks the he's the, not the charismatic enigma, man. <laughs> yeah, he lacks like where I think. I mean, listen. I think I think Ron. Obviously, he's. I mean, he's young. He's a good-looking guy. You know, beautiful family. Like he's got all the he's got all the outside appeal that you that you definitely want to see if you're if you're looking at. Hey, we want a president. We, we want a president of the United States who's, you know, not uh, you know, not 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 could draw social security. Um, if you're looking at it from that standpoint, but where where, where I think he struggles is he's very. It's just he's very. He's almost very robotic, like which, yes, in a way. When especially, it's just he to me he struggles with charisma. I, I think charisma is is a, is a major issue. I think some maybe if you look at it from the perspective of, and I'll admit I've taken a little bit of a step back sometimes from a political standpoint. Um, but when you look at things I've read too, and you see it a lot as well, is um, you almost get you know you see a lot of 
of Casey DeSantis out there. You know, so you're like, okay, why are we seeing so much of her and not seeing as much of him? It kind of gives you vibes of, and again, I'm not comparing the two because it's not, but you get the vibes of, you know, saw a lot of Hillary, you see a lot of, uh, in quotation marks, Dr. Jell. Like, I'm not comparing, I'm not comparing them to Casey DeSantis, but when you see, I feel like when you don't see the man and you see more of the, uh, of the other cast, the other cast of characters, it's like, okay, who's kind of running the ship here? Like, you knew when the, when President Donald Trump was there, you knew who ran the show. You know, the ultimate alpha male, President Donald Trump. If that makes sense. It, it does, but here, here's my thing. With Trump, and I made this joke to like a DeSantis supporter. I said, that's like Melania going out there at a, at a, at a, at a rally back in the day. It was chanting, and it would start a chant of build that wall. And, and I mean that jokingly. The, Matt, the, the former first lady... I hope she's doing well, as we all do. Uh, but at the same time, Casey, it, and I mean this in a sense where I believe it's now become pandering. And I and I don't disrespect a family, but don't don't pander, don't pander to me, don't pander to me when it comes to your family life and what you've gone through as a family. Don't pander to people because at the same time, their struggles are different than yours. And the reason why is the fact that what Casey DeSantis went through with her cancer treatment is completely different than the millions of people that get cancer every year. It's different, different scenario. And, Absolutely. And, and I and I understand that she was the she's the first lady of Florida. You know, she obviously has an opportunity to, to stay in the art care. But I think I'm not going to go down that road more than that. But say to me, to say to people, these political campaigns, especially Ron DeSantis's one, needs to stop pandering to people and just let the man be the man. And that's all you have to do. Let the man be the man and speak what he thinks. He's not a stupid person. He's an intelligent guy. He can speak his thoughts in, in effective ways. But I'm really sick and tired. You know, I'm really sick and tired of Chris. I think I don't know about you yet, but I am. I'm sick and tired of hearing the same woke stump speech every damn time he gets on the fucking podium. Give me something. Just give me a policy for fuck's sakes that's going to change the nation as a whole. Just give me something. Just give me something. That's all I ask. I can't get that from any fucking politician other than the guy that's getting fucking indicted every damn other week. Yeah. And and it's like, fuck. What I mean, I know I'm going into a cuss words here, but like, damn it. Like, Ron, you are you are the youngest potential Republican nominee in the last 30 years. Can you please act like you have a political future longer than five minutes? Like it's it's just becoming so apparent, dude. Like Great guy, great, great executive, but he, he can't get out of his own way. He just can't. It's sad. And then here's the here's the problem that a lot of people don't realize. Chris DeSantis is going to run out of money. Those those big whales are going to keep on giving him money. That's fine, but that man is blowing through money faster than a cocaine habit right now. And I no no pun intended to Hunter Biden. If if anyone knows whose cocaine that was in the White House. Please call one eight hundred Secret Service. Um, let them know because they can't figure they can't do their job either. 
Um, yeah, I said it. Come find me, fuckers. Do your job. You can't tell me they don't know who the fuck it was. Um, excuse my language, but I really, that's another frustrating thing, Chris. We're, we can go into another conversation about that later. But it blows me away how Ron DeSantis is basically has the entire party by the palm of his hand and he'll screw this up royally. And you get Donald Trump, who seriously, by the way, the only politician in the last 50 years to walk into major sporting events with minimum security and have a world-renowned audience, and fighters included, reach out to him and say, we need you back. So, yeah. Is it Donald Trump? Yeah, it's gonna, he's going to win this thing. And I can't wait for him to say, I want to go up there and debate and just kick your ass. That's what he's going to do. I, I have no doubt in my mind he's going to debate, dude. And that's another conversation we're going to finish out here with. Do you think Donald Trump shows up for the debate now? Andy? I, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> no, I, my, food is important, dude. Food is important. <laughs> I, I, I think he does. I, it, it, to me, if I thought him not going to this uh, forum was a mistake. If he doesn't do the debates, I think that's another mistake. He's got to be willing to get on stage. That, that's where he... You know, and yet it's different from 2016 because obviously, you know, he was the outsider. No one took him seriously. And then when you're 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 on stage and you're the you know you're going to be the the target for for all of the um, all the arrows, it's probably different. But to me, that's where Donald Trump can make his biggest inroads. There is going to be continue to make his biggest inroads. I should say is on that debate stage. And and that's where I, I think it's it's safe to to say. Man, that if he if he does get indicted two more times, I think he'll have like the eighty percent approval rating in the party. Uh, I really do. And and by the way, I I'm laughing, and the reason why I don't mean to laugh, but I, I have to. If they do indict him for January sixth, I'm I'm gonna be flabbergasted that they're actually gonna try. And and think that's gonna hold. They got, they got nothing to lose. They got, I mean, they got nothing. They're throwing literally. I mean, Chris, they're throwing everything, including the kitchen sink at this man, and he keeps on coming. And I, I, that's the reason why a lot of people like Trump, guys. I, I think a lot of people don't seem to understand that there's a bravado, obviously, with him, and there is. He's, he's, he is who he is. The Teflon Don stigma exists for a reason. The man will continually get up. Keep on moving. And the man doesn't stop. He just doesn't. I don't see how, Chris, I don't see, he's also going to be fighting for his life here too in a little bit. Once once these criminal, these, these court cases start, he's really fighting for his it, the rest of his life um, because if he gets convicted on any of these counts and has to serve jail time, he will, that's a death sentence. You know, if I know it's not, it, I know federal prison, I know federal prison's a joke, haha. But really, I mean, it, it, a person not having their freedom in these later years in life, it's it's pretty bad. So if and again, and I've seen conversations about it on, you know, people that like, listen, if they can't get him on any other charge. What's the last option of getting? Yeah, you know, there probably, isn't you one. Could probably, <laughs> you could. Well, you could probably think of it. And I that's that's honestly I thought about it more and I heard people say it. And that that's that could be it is. When get me getting rid of him, it was getting rid of him. And I, 
you know, I, I'm and and Dan Bongino said and other people, his the safety his safety has got to be. And I've I've read or I've seen or seen stuff that he, regardless of whatever happens, if he's at peace, I think it, I think I think for him, if tomorrow was his last day, I think he's at peace with it. I think I, I and again that's I've never yeah I I, I, I I I never met I mean I never you know I I I don't but think you, I I agree with you on that situation but at the same time it's not a very um how do I put it I think that's the reason why he fights so hard dude I yeah. I, I have to say it. like I, listen whatever you think about the man personally it's your own business dude and I I understand people don't like him for some other reasons. But the man is who he is, and he's he's not going to, especially as they say, you don't change your habits later in life. He's going to be this way. And, um, you know, I, I don't know his personal life. I don't know if he's happily married, separated. I, I don't care. I think when you watch him navigate his personal life the way he does, it's crazy to me because you watch a man that literally – he hasn't changed in his convictions very much. I, I don't think Chris, I, I think he's, he's still an avid sports fan, avid sports fan, um, including the UFC, which he obviously one of his best friends, Dana white. He doesn't, they don't talk about that. Um, he can go to pretty much any sporting event in this country. And, and regardless of what people will cheer or boo him, he can sit there and, and watch, and enjoy what he's watching and be living, uh, uh, you know, and then on top of that, play a nice golf round the next day, which I, by the way, the game of golf is a challenging thing of itself. So, which by the way, Chris, I'm not sure if you saw that video, they showed a video of him duffing a fucking chip, which I go, really? I think anyone who's played golf has done that at least three dozen times themselves. So don't sit there and say that, you know, it's end of the world type thing, but Chris, I'm going to end it here, man. And say, with all due respect to Ron DeSantis, uh, just just don't even try anymore just just go home just go home <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say dude it's go asa hutchinson please can anyone do a check on asa hutchinson make sure he's okay after that whole tucker carlson thing um nikki haley just stay home with your family because you're gonna quit anyway on the administration two years in like you did the last time vivek ramaswamy uh that man's gonna be a great vice president i'll tell you what do you think chris I can't agree more. I, I really can't. I think I think for sure he's if he's not uh he's not on the uh the first one on the list. I I, I can't imagine I I can't imagine he's the first one on the list for sure. Well, you gotta you gotta always kind of navigate that. But Chris, I appreciate you joining me as always, man. Hope everyone has a great rest of your week. Great week, and we're heading into August, better known as I have a thermostat. Uh, or an air conditioning bill size of uh, half a mortgage payment and um, month. And uh, hopefully everyone cools down here after August. But uh, yeah, we're going to be doing another episode here in a, in a couple weeks here. It's the summertime. So everyone, please bear with us. We're not trying to take it personally and take some time off, but we all got lives and families and stuff. And I just came off of like a 12 day work week. So 12 days straight working. So sorry for the month off, but I hope you understood. If you've been there before, you know what I'm talking about. But Chris, I appreciate you joining me. Next time, next week's topic might be a little bit more sports orientated. Who knows? We might we might throw a random topic out there like who sucks worse, the Yankees or the Red Sox? Who knows? 
because that's a topic and a conversation in itself. Uh, because right now the Yankees are in the cellar again in the cellar. Just want to remind you of the basement down there, down, down below, down below your house. That's where the bait, that's where the Yankees are right now. Just want to, to all you, to all you Yankee fans out there, just want to rub that in just a little bit more. We, we get, we got it. All right. So that being said, uh, I'm signing off. Hope you have a good rest of your week, Chris. <laughs> See ya. See ya. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Feel free to follow us on social media via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook.